This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. All right, we got a big trade show today. Buy low, sell high. Some listener suggestions and Heath Cummings and Ben Schrager. Yes, Ben Schrager putting the analyst hat on today as Dave Richard uh, is not on the show today. But we also unfortunately have a COVID show because just before we go on the air, a Tennessee Titan has tested positive, and Patriots cornerback Stefan Gilmore has tested positive. Good morning, guys. Ben Schrager, big day for you. Looking forward to hearing your fantasy thoughts. It is. I'm excited for buy low, sell high, but yes, the COVID news sucks, and we do have to make some adjustments based off that. Well, we'll uh, we have some experience, I guess, from last week. And Heath, uh, Merry Christmas to you. I understand you had a nice waiver wire gift. I well yeah and it's a good time to remind people go check the waiver wire the morning after waivers run um someone dropped Chris Godwin in one of my leagues and so far no email saying oops I didn't mean to drop Chris <laughs> Godwin it's not a league where we have IR spots and he's not on the IR so I don't think it was that um, I believe that someone just looked at Chris Godwin's fantasy production through the first month of the season, saw that he wasn't going to play in week five either, and said, yep, what's that What's that sound that you make? Oh, that's yeah. Jamie. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, that's uh, pretty interesting. And yes, you should check. So did you already mention the rest of season projections thing? Or no? Go when you sort. Um, and I found this with uh, Robert Tanyan as well uh, last night. Um, like if you're sorting by next week's projections, you're not going to see Robert Tanyan because he's not playing next week. Neither is Chris Godwin. So sort by rest of season projections. I generally look at all three as I'm going through. I'll look at last week as well in case there's someone that performed well that hasn't been reflected in the projections yet. But yeah, sort by rest of season projections. See who the best players are. Like I, I picked up uh, Mike Williams in a couple of 14 team leagues. I I'd, I'd like to have him on my bench as well. Yeah, not quite Chris Godwin. Yeah, there there are a few things you, a few other things you can do. I do the weekly projections at each position when I'm looking on waiver. Right, you, you pull up the stats page, you sort by free agents, uh, you look at weekly projections. That's the default. So you'll get the players that are supposed to do well this week. But yeah, the players that are on buy you won't see. Uh, so I do that for each position, and then I will click the running back, wide receiver, tight end button on CBS. So I get all the flex options and I will sort by year to date stats. So I'll see who has been the best at running back wide receiver and tight end. Another thing you can do is go to the roster trends under the players tab and sort by the most rostered. And if you look at the most rostered free agents, there might be someone who's rostered in like 90% of leagues. That's a free agent. Ben Schrager. I don't know if you did this, but Ben Schrager uh, added the Steelers DST in a league. I was really mad because I didn't realize they were a free agent. So these are ways that you can, uh, you know, avoid the um, avoid uh, missing some options that are on waivers that you may not have known are on waivers. Okay, uh, so today on the show, yes, a lot of a lot of buy low, sell high, but we will get into the COVID news. By the way, I have to apologize for not talking about Fab yesterday. That was a huge oversight on my part. I saw bad job at yeah, it was honestly. I felt bad about it. It was um, I saw a lot of like fifteen ish dollar bids out of a hundred dollar budget for Jackson and Johnson, but I also saw you know like a thirty five dollar bid. For those I, guys. I think in one of our leagues, um, Jamie may have bid $30 on both Jackson and Johnson and got both of them. So Ooh. I'm assuming they have no running backs. And that league, I'm 0-4 and have no prayer of ever winning a game ever. So I didn't really make that big of an effort. <laughs> um, but I mostly just bid 9% on both of them. And I think I got one of them each. Okay. So And one Damian Harris as well. Okay. Great. I also have a really um, interesting opportunity where for content purposes, you know, you guys did your auction league and I was, or sorry, salary cap league and I wasn't in it, but I wanted to see the results. So Dave made me a co-manager of his team and consequent, uh, consequently, I get emails when Dave gets trade offers. Mm. So I could theoretically go in and accept or decline the trades 
He got offered a terrible <laughs> trade last night from Andrew Bomber. It was Adam Thielen and someone. I'm trying to look it up. I have. I took a screenshot of it. Uh, it's Adam Thielen and oh, I deleted the screenshot. Oh well, someone crappy for Ezekiel Elliott, and I wanted to go in and accept it on Dave's behalf. I- uh, Speaking of that, and I was I was not oh. going to do this, but <laughs> since it is a trade show and since uh, Dave's not here for some reason, um, I think it is it is fair to do this. Um, he sent me a trade offer yesterday in our Dynasty League that um, you were getting emails that you didn't want for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a two and two team. It's a it's a very middle of the road team. The one place I don't ever want to be in dynasty. Um, so I thought, you know what? I'm tearing it down. Put all my good players on the trade blocks. That send me offers. And we're rebuilding. Kind of fun. Dave offered me a round two rookie pick, Anthony Miller, and Bryce Love for Derek Henry and Robbie Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> before i even saw the trade he pulled pulled the offer apologized for the <laughs> offer <laughs> and hasn't sent me anything else since oh man all right the trade by the way that i should have accepted on dave's behalf was um adam thielen and jk dobbins for ezekiel elliott i thought i was the only one who made azer trades all right let's talk about the COVID news ben schrager a titan has tested positive they were set to reopen today uh new england patriots stefan gilmore has tested positive the titans face the bills this week at home the patriots face denver this week at home they have a bye next week uh what's your read on this both of those teams are going to be on hold until at least tomorrow the titans definitely until friday they need two days of no positive tests to come back so we're it's, it's a wait and see but the problem is we have the bucks bears on thursday night good thing for that is there's no like marginal flex players in this game really so you may have to start your bucks and bears but there's not going to be any tough decisions but commissioners you should have had a rule in place last week with naming backups if you haven't you should get that rule going I wonder how people are feeling about the naming backups rule after the Robert Tanyan Travis Kelsey fiasco. It wasn't a fiasco. What was the you fiasco? Like that? It was. It was absolutely a fiasco. Dozens, if not more, of people on Twitter after I tweeted about it had Travis Kelsey in their starting lineup or Robert Tanyan in their starting lineup and had to wait for their commissioner to put Kelsey in over Tanyan and cost them like 30 fantasy That's points. Not, so what? That's not a fiasco. It's That's a the fiasco. way the cookie crumbles. I I started Traqu- I started Tyreek Hill and I said, if he doesn't play, Traquan Smith is my guy. Traquan Smith caught two touchdowns. So Then you're praying for Tyreek Hill to yeah, not I was play. like, oh, please don't play the game. Please don't play the game. But uh, no, I, look, it is what it is. What it is. Let's, let's talk about that. So, first of all, I have to disagree a little bit with you, Ben, because I do think there are some interesting flex options. I think David Montgomery is no sure thing as a starter this week because the Bucks' defense has been just outstanding. They, they give up 2.43 yards per carry to running backs. They were the best or the second best in that metric last year. Um, so, you know, I don't think it's an easy call on Montgomery. They, they do, though, give up the fourth most receiving yards to running backs. I, would, I agree with you about David Montgomery except for two things. Um, one, he had six targets in his first game without Tariq Cohen. Yeah. And two, remember when I said there's no way a Rams running back will be in my top 30? I can't find 30 running backs to put ahead of the Rams guys that I don't want to start. So, like, David Montgomery is a borderline number two running back. It's just the way that it is. Right. Well, it's it's kind of what I said. I think he's a flex or borderline number two, flex, whatever. He's Uh, in my my number 22 in both formats for me. So, And then if Fournette plays, then you've got an issue. With, with the Ronald Jones situation. Otherwise, you'll start Ronald Jones. But, uh, okay, so what we did in in the leagues that I was commissioner in and then Jamie piggybacked off of it is we said, okay, you got this game that got moved to Monday, Chiefs-Patriots. Designate a player that's on your roster by 1 p.m. on Sunday as your backup. He's on your bench right now, but if you... Um, if the Monday night game gets canceled, the Patriots-Chiefs game gets canceled, this player we will move into your starting lineup. Jamie took it a step further and actually allowed fantasy managers to move Chiefs and Patriots into an IR spot temporarily. And then, you know, then so like, for example, 
My only example was Anthony Hitchens. I moved him into an IR spot. I picked up another linebacker, and I said to Jamie, Hitchens is my starter if the game goes. This linebacker is my starter if, if it doesn't go, whatever. So Jamie was a little bit more generous. That's a lot more work for the commissioner, and depends how many leagues you're the commissioner of. But, you know, what you should do is have each manager email the entire league. That makes it easier for you as a commissioner. Email the entire league. This is my replacement if this guy doesn't play. And it has to be done by kickoff at 1 p.m. Um, I'm not sure yeah. if I'm missing anything. I, th- I think it worked out pretty well. Obviously, the game was played, but it seemed like a pretty easy thing to do. I didn't do anything at all, uh, which really should surprise no one if they've heard about my commissioner experience. But also, it, like part of the reason that I didn't do it was because last week we had two completely different situations. The Titans and Bills, their game gets turned into a bye. The Chiefs game gets pushed to Monday night. And my expectation is moving forward, we will continue to have games impacted by COVID. It's it's not going away. Yeah. Um, And there will not be a uniform way in which that happens. And I'm a little bit worried that we're going to get into a situation Well, where, where you did this, why don't you do this? And you did this, why don't you do this? I think, hopefully not. Hopefully all the situations work out as seamlessly and painlessly as the Chiefs and Patriots did, where they just move the game back a day or they just cancel the game. But I, I do, I'm, I'm afraid for those of you who did what you did this week. I think it was in very good, like the meaning behind it was great and it worked out great for last week. Um, I, I think we're going to have multiple different situations over the coming weeks and we're going to have to continue to adjust or just say, that's the way it is. Ben, any, uh, any ideas, suggestions? I, th- I think you roll with what you did last week and things may pan out differently, but this is the year to be generous. It's not a, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold you to it. I, yes. It's more work for the commissioner, but fantasy football is supposed to be fun. It's, it's supposed it's to be a lot just, of fun. Yeah, it is supposed to be fun. It's not just that um, I'm trying to be like strict or difficult. I think that there are going to be people that are going to unfair get, get, have unfair circumstances this year. Their players are going to be more impacted by than other teams. There are people who lost this week um, because they had Ben Roethlisberger, James Conner, and Derrick Henry. And it's kind of stinks for them that, well, if you had a chief or a Patriot, then you just get to pick a backup player and you can use no, them if but they, they play. It's their bye week. It was their bye week. I understand. I think there are probably going to be games that are missed that are not bye weeks. So think about, yeah, all right. So so think about this, right? I feel like it's the way they're testing. It's not likely, I would think, that something like this would happen on game day. So if you get to Sunday, I don't think the Sunday games are in jeopardy of being canceled. It's not but like a 4 p.m. If, or a night game on Sunday night is going to get canceled after you set your lineup on Sunday. So, so yeah. I have a question. Yeah, I think. Anyway. Um, what if, in a hypothetical world, like uh-huh. what do you think would have happened if the Patriots had traveled to Kansas City and Sunday morning, which I don't think they've even, even been testing on game days, but let's say for some reason they did, Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore and the practice squad defensive tackle all tested positive. They would cancel the game. On Sunday. But, I, but right, but that's what I'm saying. They, three people, they haven't yes. been testing on sun, on game day. So I, I feel like changing now. If you get well, maybe, but yeah, if you get to game day, I feel like you have a pretty good chance of that game happening. Which is why another thought we had, Jamie and I were talking, is that maybe the Monday night game is always in jeopardy because you set your lineup at one o'clock on Sunday. It's possible you find out three o'clock on on Sunday that somebody in the Monday night game tested positive, and perhaps. You want to allow your fantasy managers to to designate a backup for any Monday night player. Just even if there's no COVID news leading up to that, leading up to Sunday, the Monday night game seems to be the one that's always the most in peril. So maybe you want to let your fantasy managers have a backup. Yeah, I don't see and any downside just, in doing that. Yeah. I will just say for the Titans Bills situation, um, that is not a game that could be pushed back a day. Uh, the, the bill, unless they want to change the Bills schedule in Week Five, because they play the Chiefs on Thursday night in Week Six. Well, we have more news. Raiders have a positive test, and now there are two Titans positive tests. Jeez, 
this sucks. This really sucks. I don't, yeah, um, I am sorry if you are listening to this. <laughs> like, not that we're doing a bad job, but this is probably not very enjoyable. Um, <laughs> this does suck. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, Ben, do you confirm that this sucks? <laughs> this sucks. Okay. I'm right. sorry you have to listen to me during this podcast. No, no. Let, let's talk Let's talk about buy low and sell high here. Um we might drop an emergency pod later on in the day when we get more information. Uh, give me your favorite buy low, guys. Uh, one, two, however many you want. We'll talk more later. Ben, why don't you kick it off? I'll go Zach Ertz. He played all but three snaps last week. The Niners are really good against tight ends. And right now, the top 12 tight ends include Tanyan, Schultz, Jonu Smith, Hawkinson, all guys that were probably picked up. So there's a chance the Zach Ertz manager doesn't really want to use him. And he has this emerging guy and go trade for Zach Ertz. You don't have to give up that much, but I do think he's a top 10 tight end, probably even top five moving forward. Okay. Heath, how about you? I'm just going to cheat and continue to say the same three guys um, who I think will also show up on the waiver wire and can just be ads at times. But I still believe that at some point this year, the most likely scenario is to at least two of three of DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, and J.K. Dobbins are starting fantasy running backs in the second half of the season. Um, Swift has remarkably score, just keeps scoring touchdowns, and he's definitely their pass catching back. And now they're going into a bye week. And at some point, they're going to realize that, no, we're not going to save Matt Patricia's job or this season. And so we'll stop giving the ball to Adrian Peterson. Um, Acres, I actually was kind of like, in one way, you could be discouraged by the way that they um, treated Daryl Henderson and gave Malcolm Brown the touches um, for Acres because it is the the three headed monster. But in another way, it tells you the jobs. Like I was kind of worried that Acres had already lost out to Daryl Henderson, and now it's still just a wide open competition. It seems like, um, and right now. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are both out playing Mark Ingram. At some point, that might actually matter. Dave said that there was a thought that Daryl Henderson was hurt in that game. I haven't found anything on that. It would really change things if we found out that he was, because if he was completely healthy and they used Malcolm Brown more than Henderson, that would be so discouraging for Henderson and and more optimistic for DeAndre Swift. So Zach Ertz was uh, Ben's guy and the rookie running backs, Swift, Akers, and Dobbins. Obviously, Who and Jerry Judy in that too? Yeah, I wanted to check in on those rookie wide yeah. receivers. I actually had gotten to... What, what would you say Jamie and I had a disagreement last night, Ben, on Twitch yeah. about Judy versus Tim Patrick? And I think he's Judy, on... Judy, Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick. I'm in team. the camp of Tim Patrick's probably more usable this week. I love Judy more long-term. Heath, how do you compare the two? I would rather start Pat, Tim Patrick this week, I believe. Um, I would much, 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 much rather have Jerry Judy on my roster. You know, Jerry Judy is on pace for 936 yards on 112 targets. And he's, only, and he's and like, seriously, the guy is a world-class wide receiver prospect. He's not somebody that's going to continue to drop passes the way he did early in the season. He's on pace. He should be on pace for a thousand yard season. He's going to be their alpha number one wide receiver at some point. Okay. So Jerry, Judy, all right, get those, get those rookies who, who, who are your favorite sell high guys. Heath, I'll let you start. Oh, it's got to be Aaron Jones. There's no way he can keep up this touchdown rate, right? Regression. (laughs) 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 Sorry. I was just making fun of myself. I'm an idiot. Um... So like my two favorites are the two week four explosions. It's Joe Mixon. It's Odell Beckham. Um, I think both are very solid number twos at their position. But it's possible that you could get someone to treat them like a number one. And if you could, I would get rid of them. Beckham was definitely on my list too. He has... uh... He has a pretty good target share. Uh, I'm trying to, it's like 26% or something like that. But uh, yeah, 26%. But the the Browns are 28th in scoring defense. Okay. They've allowed the fifth most points per game in the NFL. And yet they've thrown the third fewest passes in the NFL. So I think it's, you know, it's kind of an obvious storyline with Beckham. He's just not going to get enough targets because they don't throw enough. However, follow up question on that. Do you think Nick Chubb's injury will help Odell Beckham and it basically lead to more passing? 
Did you see the Browns game after Nick Chubb They got were hurt? winning by like three scores in that game. So just just yeah. in je- uh, you could say no, it's fine. <laughs> just I, I don't like th- I don't think Kevin Stefanski wants to throw the ball that much. And they may have some games where they they do, but um yeah, I I don't know. I don't I personally don't think Nick Chubb's injury is going to cause them to open things up. All right, let's talk a little trade value then we'll get to uh Schrager's buy uh, sell high. Uh, would you rather have James James redo this one? James Robinson or Joe Mixon? Um, I think I said Mixon in the first place, so I'm going to stick with it. Yep, I'm Mixon as well. How about Adam Thielen or Joe Mixon? Mixon. the the um, The Vikings are another one. They are one and three, and they've kind of got their butts beat a couple times. They have not thrown more than 27 passes in a game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two like, of the games I know they had almost no pose- no time of possession, but still they they will run run run. Uh that's just that's the just last they week do. they said maybe we'll have to open the offense up and I think they threw it 25 times. <laughs> no, I don't uh, think so. I think it's 23 actually. And if Justin Jefferson is good, then what they're both getting 25% target shares, which means seven targets a week. I think I will take Mixon. I think you could trade Mixon possibly for someone like um, Devontae Adams, for someone like Michael Thomas, for possibly Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Um, that's what I would be aiming for. Okay. And then as far as Beckham goes, Juju or Beckham? Uh, Beckham. Beckham. Really? How about... Um, Ertz or Beckham? Beckham. Beckham. All right. So, what am I getting Arjun. for Beckham then? Because um, I, because everybody was taking Juju over Beckham in drafts. Yeah. Um, Juju's got a seventeen percent target share. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, it's weird. And maybe that doesn't like. I think Ben Gretsch, our, our good friend Ben Gretsch, was tweeting about this the other day. That, like, maybe we're overstating how much target share matters through three weeks. But like it really discouraged me when Deontay Johnson got hurt and he still didn't get any targets. Um, I would like there's a receiver who's just been awesome, but I think was behind Beckham. I would trade Beckham for Terry McLaurin. I got to I got sell high buy high. Mm-hmm. Would you trade I, Beckham? I'm sorry. Would you trade Beckham for uh, Melvin Gordon? Yeah, you would. I wouldn't. I think Lindsay probably comes back this week. Yeah. Okay. All right, Ben. Who I would trade him for Tyler Lockett, who oh yeah was sort of a buy low on my list. It's kind of cheating because he's amazing, but two for thirty nine. People are probably discouraged. I still think he's a top ten wide receiver, so I would try to trade him for Lockett. See how that goes. Okay. Who's your sell high? So high is Todd Gurley. He keeps scoring touchdowns. He's barely a top 20 running back despite four touchdowns. I think it's touchdown rate should be expected around eight touchdowns for the year. You know, one every other game. If, if he was doing that, he wouldn't even be in the top 30 right now. So he's a touchdown dependent running back who just had a two touchdown game. You could try to sell him high. He has four catches this year, Todd Gurley. All righty. We got more coming up later. Join our Facebook group, everybody. Search Fantasy Football Today on Facebook or click on the link in the episode description and chat with the FFT team and other fantasy fans. You can ask some starter sit questions. You can join a Q&A with our experts, talk trade values. And also, we're reading your Apple Podcast reviews, uh, your Apple Podcast review questions later on in today's show. So please continue to leave us a five-star review. Very, very helpful, and we really appreciate it. And check out Fantasy Football Today in five, ladies and gentlemen. I think you will like it very much. Here's our email of the day. It comes from Garrett Glass. Garrett Glass says, you might remember me as the eight-year-old who beat Heath to win our league two years ago. Now I'm 10 years old and I beat Heath again by almost 30 to move to 4-0 on the season. I would like to thank Heath for being the deciding factor to draft DJ Chark. His 21.5 points came in handy this week. Excellent job, Garrett. You you beat me again and I am very happy that every time you beat me, we get to read an email from you. At some point... (laughs) Maybe you'll grow the hell up and stop <laughs> bragging so much every time you win. Act like you've been there before, Garrett. Advice for a 10-year-old. I love it. All right. Uh, before we get to the news and notes, 
I got to ask you, you know, if you're like most people, are you struggling with a credit card balance and a higher interest rate than you'd like? Why not turn those balances into one monthly payment at a lower fixed interest rate and start saving money? Credit card debt is serious stuff. It's really hard to get out from underneath it, but Lightstream is here to help. Lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans. Look at this interest rate, 5.95% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. The rate is fixed, so it will never go up over the life of the loan. The application is 100% online. You don't even have to leave your house to apply. Just go to lightstream.com slash FFT, lightstream.com slash FFT. So you're getting that great rate. You can also get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 with no fees. You can get your funds as soon as the day you apply. And Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. So I've seen it. I've seen credit card debt just have a stranglehold on people. That APR, that interest rate is terrible. But with Lightstream, you get a much, much lower rate, and you can get an additional interest rate discount if you go to lightstream.com slash FFT. That is lightstream.com slash FFT, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash FFT. Subject to credit approval, rate includes a 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash FFT for more information. All right, guys, uh, let's get to the news and notes. Chris Godwin is unlikely to play, it seems. Um, Mike Evans, Scott Miller, and Justin Watson also mispracticed on Tuesday. They've got the Thursday game at Chicago, but Godwin is the most in jeopardy there. Leonard Fournette's going to be a game-time decision. We'll preview that game in a little bit. So far through four weeks, this is the highest-scoring season in NFL history. And if you don't have one of those elite quarterbacks, I don't know how you're winning, if you're winning. <laughs> They've been such different make difference-makers in fantasy. Uh, Heath, do you the, feel, do you feel like you need a, one of the seven or eight awesome quarterbacks? It it would sure help. Like Lamar Jackson hasn't actually been one of those guys so far, um, which is the troubling part. But like, it's really quite stunning. Uh, by my count, looking right here, I've got uh, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 different quarterbacks, 21 different quarterbacks, averaging 20 fantasy points or more in a CBS league. Uh, yeah, I have 17. Are you counting Roethlisberger, Tannehill, um, Cam, and Trubisky? Probably not. No. Um, so, yes, 17 have played four games and are averaging 20 fantasy That's probably points what per it game. Is. Yeah. Yep. Four more have played two or three games in our like so first off, I think like twenty, we need to stop saying, you know, he's been okay. He yeah. scored twenty fantasy points. <laughs> right. No, nope. this year. If you score twenty fantasy points, you are Mitch Trubisky. That's what he's at. <laughs> no, you know who game. you are? You're Deshaun Watson. Sorry to say it. Uh Deshaun Watson's at twenty one, so wash your mouth. <laughs> um and it's gonna be twenty two after this week. So ha. Okay. But yeah, I don't like I think you're okay if you're just struggling along with someone like Lamar Jackson and you're only getting 24 fantasy points per week at quarterback. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that that's fine. Lamar Jackson should be fine for you. I just don't know if Matthew Stafford is going to um, be enough. You know, uh, you might need a real difference maker because it's just the scoring is up so much this year. It's only been four games, so who knows what the quarterback well, standings look like in the next four games. And that's one of the things, like Tom Brady is, right. I think, in that same Stafford conversation, but he just threw five touchdown passes, so he looks like he's scored more fantasy points than Lamar Jackson now. Yeah. Um, but I did my first run at projections this week, and Tom Brady was outside my top 12. I said, well, that can't be. He just threw five touchdown passes. Um, but... I don't think I'm probably going to rank guys like Breeze or Brady or even Stafford in the top 12 very often because like eight of the spots are locked up by guys. You realize we have like eight quarterbacks who have already run for 100 yards? Wow. Wow. And that's not including Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott or Josh Allen or Joe Burrow? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. Uh well, but but like okay, so Matt Ryan unfortunately has been dealing with this Julio injury, but he was definitely 
one of the elite quarterbacks. But Brady's just going to throw so much, isn't he? I mean, he's got to throw mean, a lot. I would think Matt Ryan's going to throw more. Oh, you no, know, I'm saying if 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 Julio Jones is healthy, Matt Ryan is, is in this discussion of like these great quarterbacks that can win you a league. Brady, is Brady not there? Ben, do you think Tom Brady is one of those guys? No, but if Godwin is back, I think they're going to be forced to throw the ball because they have so many weapons. Their defense is so good. It is. It's been good. Has I been don't think their running great. game is that good, though. But they still have Arians. That's the thing. Like, he's... <laughs> He just throws, but all right. So, so, so the verdict is no. Tom Brady is not the league winner. I'm, I'm not wanting to say that, um, but I'm just saying that, like, I think without the rushing, unless he is like he's currently fifth in pass attempts. Um, so I, I think if, if he's fifth in pass attempts, he's probably not going to be a top eight quarterback. All right, uh, more notes for you. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to start this week. Tua Tagovailoa's hip is still a factor. Cam Newton could play this week. Well, I mean, that was before the Stefan Gilmore news, but we'll see. But Cam Newton could be out of the COVID protocol this week. Mo Ali Cox ran seven routes in week four. He's been pretty lucky. So uh, I think. And week three, too, I just realized. <laughs> yeah, I think we're having a little trouble buying into Mo Ali Cox. Deontay Johnson's going to play this week. Dallas center Joe Looney's out two to three weeks. Dalton Schultz has a bruised thigh, but he is expected to play. Joe Flacco starting this week instead of Sam Darnold. Denver wide receiver KJ Hamler may not play this week with a hamstring injury, so they could be down Hamler and Fant and obviously Sutton. And Las Vegas defensive tackle Maurice Hurst is on the reserve COVID list. Was that the was that the one you were talking about, Ben? The Raiders news? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I, I guess I had actually known about that one. That wasn't new news this morning. Um, and the Seahawks signed snacks. Oh, okay. All right. But he's on their practice squad because there's some confusion about whether we're allowed to add new players or not because of all the COVID stuff. Well, that's Damon Um, Harrison, and he's been a very good run stuffer in his career. Not sure about last year, but he's been, at points, like an elite run stuffer. And they've already been very good against the run. They have, surprisingly, yes. yeah. So that might be a a run defense to avoid once he gets ramped up. Yeah, they they are number one in terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs this season. The Seahawks? Partially because you tied with the 49ers. Wow. I didn't realize they were that good, but yeah. They have been surprisingly good against the. the I Ryan. don't believe they've given up a rushing touchdown. No, there you go. You know who hasn't given up a, a receiving uh, touchdown? Sorry, they haven't given up. Uh, the Bears have not given up a touchdown to a wide receiver. Um, we should probably preview that game. And if none of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers receivers play this week, that will probably continue. <laughs> we man, COVID really threw off my notes, guys. So here's what we're gonna do. I got these buy lows from the listeners, and I want you to tell me how you feel about them. We'll fire through that. We got the Fantasy Cops scheduled to make an appearance today. We got Apple Podcast questions. We got a preview Thursday night and do more trade talk. So let's do this. Buy low from the listeners. Uh, I just sort of crowdsourced, saw what the common answers were. Matthew Stafford. We just talked about that. 22 points and 28 points in two games with Kenny Galladay. Schedule's not that bad. Um, do you think he's a buy low? He's a two on the buy lowometer. Buy lowometer. Okay. Yeah, three. Okay. A little better than a waiver wire quarterback. DJ Moore. I'm Ben Shraggy B was talking about dropping DJ Moore because in his league, someone dropped Austin Eckler. Go check your waiver wires this morning, folks. Um, but I would put DJ Moore at a six on the buy lowometer. You're buying really low, so I'll go eight or nine. Okay. You know, he has one red zone target. Just in his career, just does not get red zone targets. You know who has the most red zone targets on the team? Mike Davis has seven. Mike Davis has four targets inside the 10. Robbie Anderson has five red zone targets. DJ Moore has one. Um, AJ Brown. Is AJ Brown a buy low? And who would you rather have rest of season, AJ Brown or DJ Moore? I'd rather have AJ Brown. Yes, he's a buy low. It's going to be weird trading for him. It depends on the team that you're trading with to see what their record is. But we think AJ Brown can be the number one and have a good target share. We know DJ Moore is not the number one as of right now, so I'll take AJ Brown. Wait a second. <laughs> I'm going to get you like, so Wait mad a here. second. Like <laughs> DJ Moore, who definitely cannot be the number one, but led the team in targets heading into last week. 
and is still averaging like eight or nine targets per game. If, if AJ Brown gets eight or nine targets per game, then I would much, much, much rather have AJ Brown. Um, but that would be a wild change to the passing game for the Titans. I, this is a coin flip for me, but yes, AJ Brown is a buy low five. And if you were trading Odell Beckham to get more or Brown, like, would you, would you have to throw in something else in part of that deal? Like with more and Brown, or would you just rather have those guys over Odell Beckham? I'd much rather have Odell. Uh, they're all in the same category, but I think with the way that Beckham's week four went and the fact that Brown hasn't played yet, you should get a little something extra. Okay. Back to the bilo-ometer, I guess. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. It's kind of what? interesting. Look, I think the, no, ca- the case is he's not a number one guy. He's a number two guy. He was That's better true. with Devontae Adams. And he was good in the, the first two games. So, or at least solid. He is the type of guy who I'm just probably not going to ever have um, projected in my top 36. Um, Like he's got 25 targets on the season. Part of the appeal of those number twos is that it's possible their target share could spike. And we don't really want his to spike because that would mean Devontae Adams isn't there drawing coverage. Um, he's not very efficient as a wide receiver. So, so you're not buying it. Okay. Uh, buy noometer. Buy no. <laughs> um, how about Leonard Fournette? I don't. I'm not. I, I'm not well. interested. Yeah, I'm not interested. You'll find him on the waiver wire in a few leagues. Evan Ingram. <sighs> so one, many targets. It, it's so many targets, and he's been so so bad. Yeah, yeah, he has. Um, and like I didn't think he could be worse than he was last year. And he, I think he's at 4.4 yards per target. That's Carlos Hyde territory. <laughs> um, it's got to get better, right? It, it would, it would seem so since the start of last year, he has 98 targets. He's caught 51 of them, which is awful for 598 yards. Wow. Bad. That's really bad, yeah. and he's scored three times. His next six games, the matchups are just incredible. Five games are within the division, and Dallas, Washington, and Philadelphia are all 27th or worse against I'm going to play ends. him in DFS this week. I'm a big dummy. Um, yeah, I think he's probably a four on the by lowometer. Yeah, I, he's up to a six for me. I'd like to roster him if I can give nothing for him. Yes, and I don't think people need much for all. Evan Ingram right now. Like, I think that the whole thing is, is whether you still think he's a good football player. Um, Because if he is, there's just no way he's going to continue being this inefficient. It's just that we're getting to a point where that 2018 season kind of looks like an outlier. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I I mean, I I think Evan Ingram is a good football player, but there, look, They've got a chance to get their offense back on track with Dallas, Washington. But actually, Philadelphia and Washington, I don't think their defenses are that bad, especially Philadelphia. But this week, I don't know. they got a chance to get their offense back on track, but they got a lot of issues. This is something we talked about before the season with Evan Ingram, and so I just want to highlight it now because it's not gone the direction that we were hoping it would. Every Each of the last three years, he's been below um, five air yards per per catch, not per target. So not total air yards, but 4.2, 4.9, 2.7. That means on average, he's catching the ball within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Not great, but you would think that gives you a lot of opportunity for yak. Mm -hmm. Uh, He did that in 2018. Um, This year, his yards before catch are down to 2.7. His average catch is within three yards of the line of scrimmage. And his yak has gone down. Hmm. It's bad year. All right, but he's still a decent <laughs> buy low. All right, let's get to this game. Tampa Bay at Chicago. And here's a cool thing about this game, football fans. If you're an Amazon Prime member, 
Did you know that you can watch Thursday Night Football live on Prime Video? That's right. It is the future of football. You can catch all the action on any device almost anywhere in the world. You can choose your favorite announcer, including Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, or Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah from Move the Sticks, or Chris Long and Kerry Champion from NFL Next. You can get next-gen stats, watch in-game replays on demand, all within Prime Video's X-Ray. Next-gen stats are real-time stats powered by AWS, so no more waiting around. You can access the current stats anytime. If you need to check how your fantasy player is doing, this is the ideal way to stay up to speed. In-game, on-demand replays are accessible on your remote on Fire TV or by turning your mobile device sideways. So if you are a streamer, or if you simply want the most custom way of watching Thursday Night Football, tune in live every Thursday starting this week, October 8th. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Kickoff is at 8.20 Eastern on Prime Video. It's also available on Fox and NFL Network. NFL Network simulcast subject to change. Thursday Night Football is presented by Bud Light Platinum. And Thursday Night Football this week has two teams that are 3-1. and one. The Bucks at the Bears. Bucks are 4.5-point favorites. The total is pretty low, only 44 points. Uh, stat of the game, no wide receiver has caught a touchdown against the Bears, and no quarterback has thrown multiple touchdown passes yet against the Chicago Bears. Do those streaks come to an end in Week 5? One of them does. I think Evan scores, but I don't know that Brady throws for more than one touchdown. Ouch. Okay. Well, that's why he's just outside the top 12. He's 14th for Jamie, 13th for Dave, and 14th for Heath. Are you starting Teddy Bridgewater over Tom Brady? I am. Yep. Okay. Are you starting Gardner Minshew over Tom Brady? I am. Yep. Are you starting Daniel Jones over Tom Brady? I am. (laughs) That was the one um, where in my initial projections, I actually have Daniel Jones projected for uh, three-tenths of a point more than Daniel Jones, and I quickly hit the abort, abort, abort button. (laughs) Uh, I will start Tom Brady over Daniel Jones. All right, let's do... uh, if Can we say if Leonard Fournette... Well, uh, if Leonard Fournette plays... I don't think anyone's going to trust Leonard Fournette on a short, you know, coming back. No, from the injury, right? no, no. Nope. What about Ronald Jones? Would you trust Ronald Jones? Uh, without Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones is a borderline top 10 back for me. Um, because one thing we saw that didn't have anything to do with Leonard Fournette is that Ronald Jones saw nine targets. Yeah, I dropped um, three of them, though. So, well, I'm not that's sure what he's, he's going to do. I'm not sure he's getting like, nine this week. Tom Brady's kind of running out of options. And what we've seen with Brady's offenses in the past, not so much Bruce Arians, but definitely with Tom Brady, there's either going to be a lot of targets going to tight ends or running backs. Yeah. He does not have a tight end that he wants to throw the ball to right now. Gronk is not Gronk. Cameron Brait is maybe his most athletic tight end currently. And so I think there's going to be tar- targets for the running backs. If Fournette was there, Ronald Jones would be in the David Montgomery range for me, but I would still prefer Jones. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Heath, Heath has Jones currently in the top 12. Dave and Jamie have him closer to 20. But and, are they? Is he in the top 20? I haven't looked at their rankings. He's 17th for Jamie in non-PPR, 20th in PPR. And for Dave, he's 20th in non and 21st in PPR. So he's right okay. around 20. Keyshawn Vaughn may have a role. Yeah, I don't know. Not saying starting, I would expect but he, he will have a role. Yeah. Uh, a few but, catches, maybe, yeah. A few carries, a few him catches. Up, but I'm not starting him. There you go. That's, yeah, he's that's worth rostering at. at this point. Yeah. Um, the Bears have been okay against running backs. They were a lot better. I was reading about them in the Chicago Tribune. Chicago Tribune. Brad, Bri- Brad Biggs is his name. There you go. Uh, he said, basically, their run defense was not very good through three weeks. It was okay. I don't know. It got a lot better in week four. They had, I think, nine tackles for a loss against the Colts. So... They really stepped up in week four. We'll see what we get from the Bears' run defense in week five. As far as the Tampa Bay wide receivers go, um, you know, again, this team has been great against tight ends. They allow the, against receivers. They allow the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Nobody's sitting Mike Evans. But I, yeah, I suppose, hypothetical scenario, Ben, if Chris Godwin plays Mike Evans in two games with Chris Godwin, has three catches for four yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> Uh, would you consider sitting Mike Evans? Yeah, I would probably start Robbie Anderson over Mike Evans. That's a guy who you may have. This is if Godwin plays, right? If Godwin plays. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, Evans DJ is, Chark, is I would start DJ Chark over him. He's a guy who may have been your third, fourth, fifth wide receiver. But otherwise, I'm, I'm still playing Mike Evans. 
Do we think Scott Miller could have another good game? He has 73 to 83 yards in three of four games, but he's not getting a ton of targets. He's averaging 11.9 yards per target. Uh, Do we think Scott Miller could have another good game? Is he worth looking at? He is a borderline number three um, in the Russell Gage range in PPR, better than Gage for sure, and non in the Hunter Renfro range, where like I think he could have another good game. But I, I hope I have better options. Chenault and Higgins could have been picked up this week. Would you rather start them? I would rather start Chenault for sure. I would start Miller over Higgins. How about Kenyon Drake or Scott Miller? I'm giving like this is the Joe Boo week for <laughs> Kenyon Drake against the Jets. Okay. Yep. Uh, how about how about? Um, Okay, that's honestly that's fine. Oh, Josh Kelly, Josh Kelly at New Orleans or Scott Miller? I'll play Kelly. Hope for a big workload. Um, I would start Kelly in non PPR, Miller in full PPR, mm-hmm. and Kelly in half PPR. Thank you for answering that. Hey, who's a better tight end in this game, Gronk or Graham? Graham. <laughs> Graham, but I love this question. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's Jimmy Graham. Um, Chicago has allowed 65 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in every game. It could be Cameron Bright. Could be Cameron Bright. Uh, sit Nick Foles and Montgomery, borderline number two running back. It's just a really, really tough matchup, but he had a career-high snap count in week three. He's on the field all the time. He had the six targets in week three, as, uh, week four, sorry, as Heath I- mentioned. I, I have him 22, and that seems like a little higher than you would like to have him. So I just want to read off a list of running backs. And if you guys could just yell yes when you would like to start that running back over David Montgomery this week. Mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson. Malcolm no. Brown. No. Miles Gaskin. Maybe. And Antonio Gibson. Gibson, yes. Yeah, it's Damian, Gibson. Damian Harris. Latavius Murray. Joshua Kelly. Justin Jackson. I'd start Damian Harris. So Damian Harris in, in non-PPR and Antonio Gibson in PPR maybe are the two? I'll do Gibson and I, both. Gibson and both. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like the Bucks, the Bucks just kill people. They Now they do give up a ton of running back receptions, but they've also faced Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Mike Davis had a huge game against them. They haven't allowed 60 rushing yards yet, and that's despite facing Kamara and McCaffrey. Melvin Gordon had eight carries for 26 yards. The Chargers running backs had 18 carries for 32 yards. It's all It's got to happen in the passing game, but he had six targets last week. Yeah, it, he did. All right, Chicago wide receivers. Any hesitation at all about Allen Robinson because we have seen Michael Thomas have a terrible game. Keenan Allen held to eight catches for 62 yards on 12 targets. Carlton Davis. I really want to see Carlton Davis in action shadowing Allen Robinson. I think that's going to happen. I'm excited for it. And he Carlton... I think I saw something, and I don't know if this, if you care or not. It doesn't matter for do. fantasy. Like it still prevents fantasy points. But I believe Carlton Davis leads the NFL in penalty yards or is top three. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. That sucks for fantasy. No, points. no hesitation. No. <laughs> okay. No hesitation. All right. And no interest in Darnell Mooney or Anthony Miller, right? No. Okay. I'm looking forward to this game. I mean, I think the Bucks win, but I think they actually. I think. I'm not really looking forward to it anymore because I think they're going to win by like 14. So, take but a then you get Nick Foles in the second half trying to come back. It's going to be great, right? There you go. And both DSTs are in play here. We like the Bucks better than the Bears this week. <sighs> okay, guys, what do we go to now? I still want to talk more trade. All right, let's do this. Let's do by the third most penalty yards. Sorry, third most. Okay, where's my by low or heck no? Okay, here we go. Buy low or heck no. I got Tot- totally different than the buy lowometer. <laughs> yeah, of course. There's no numbers in this, so it's easier to follow along. Um, Clyde Edwards Elair. It's, it's obviously a very high end buy low, but he has the fifth most carries and the tenth most catches among running backs. He's on pace for 1,732 total yards, but only four touchdowns. Uh, do we still feel like I think he's a top five or six player go- rest of season? Do we still feel great about Edward Zeller? Three? 
No, wait, what? We're not doing numbers. <laughs> Come on, Heath. That's it? Only a three for Clyde? Well, 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 let's clarify what we're talking about here. You, you, you'd obviously Buying give up Buying low Nixon. on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire means paying this value of a second-round pick. Yes. So Joe Mixon. Um, Send Joe Mixon. In a heartbeat. That's a yes. I don't know that I... Yeah, probably. What? Really? What do you have against Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Um... I don't have anything against Clyde Edwards either. Like we're discussing whether he's a first or second round value for the rest of the season. I think he's clearly first. He is not. Um, he's not he's scoring. Not, he's not. Well, he's not. Not really getting the opportunities. He got the opportunities week one, and he got stuffed repeatedly. But he hasn't been passed over for the opportunities. They've just been throwing. So yeah, I well, literally I, passed over. Well, that's but, true. But like, look at the two passing touchdowns that Patrick Mahomes had last week. Many, many times they should count for three points. Two plays inside the two or three yard line that I would say were much more like rushes than passes. Yeah, I, I agree. Which is what you're trying to say when you're disparaging Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> just a dumb um, rule. I he kind of is passed over in that way. I, I just meant he's not being passed. He didn't lose the goal line work. He's still the workhorse for the Chiefs. Right. In that regard, that Chiefs workhorse role does not include many goal line opportunities at this point. For now, yeah, but I would I would definitely try. Shagger and I are on the same page. Definitely give up Mixon for Clyde. I would too. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 trying to think who else I would give up. I would rather have him than Derrick Henry. Yeah, I would not. Okay, Ben. Derrick Henry's, Henry's already had his buy. Coming. He's already had his buy. He's ready to go for that They're second half breakout. Both going to be good, but I'd rather I'd rather have the guy who's got the catches He's on pace for 56 catches, and that was with no catches in Week One. All right, uh, Kenyon Drake by lower heck no. No thanks, guy. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, I don't want to at all. Heck no. How about the fact that Kenyon Drake, thank you to Chris Towers for this, that has run 19 more routes than Chase Edmonds, but Edmonds has 13 catches for 73 yards and two touchdowns, and Drake has five catches for 20 yards. But he's run 19 more routes than Edmonds. Chris was on a, a bender yesterday about Kenyon Drake. Um <laughs> Not I I don't necessarily disagree with anything he said, and I don't think that Chase Edmonds is definitely taking the job from him. But I'm also not buying low on Kenyon Drake. Logan Thomas has the third most routes run among tight ends. Scheme sometimes generates routes, and there's a reason he doesn't have a lot of fantasy points, and there's a reason Kenyon Drake doesn't have a lot of targets. But that goes contrary to everything Kenyon Drake we've ever is the known. Logan Thomas of running backs. No, we, we've always <laughs> he's always been good in this role as a pass catcher. No, no, no. What do you mean? He was really good with Miami. Um, let me just pull up the numbers because he has been good at times as a pass catcher, but I don't believe he's always been good in this role. All right, I'm not going to count as a rookie um, year. Like yards per target for a running back six is about average. Uh -huh. Per each year, 5, 6.5, 5.1, and now four this year. All right. I guess I should have said productive. Because he's usually been productive, but fair enough. He did have 50 oh, catches enough. two years in a row. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, buy low or heck no. And obviously you have to pay up for Jonathan Taylor. But, you know, do you give What's... up Do you give up third round value, second or third round value, and expect first Mixon round value? Mixon or Jonathan Taylor? I'm taking Taylor. Mixon. I think I would take Mick. I think I would take Taylor. Um, it doesn't... I don't think it's a well. It is partially a him problem. I don't feel any different about his talent than I did, but he's not acclimated quite as quickly to the NFL. He's not running with the same authority or conviction um, that he definitely knows where he's supposed to go. And the Colts have offensive line hasn't been quite as dominant You're as I expected. Absolutely right about that. I was reading it in the Athletic. Stephen Holder said exactly what he was saying about the offensive line. Uh, this is one thing I want to note about Taylor. If you just look right now through four games at fantasy points allowed to running backs, he only has, based on that, three tough matchups rest of season. This week at Cleveland, Baltimore week nine, Pittsburgh week 16. Every other opponent is 22nd or worse against running backs, including Houston and Las Vegas, who he plays in weeks 13 through 15. He gets them uh, twice against Houston and once Las Vegas. Those are the two worst teams and right down the stretch. So 
but his schedule still looks really easy, Jonathan Taylor. But it was but supposed to be easy already, and it really get, wasn't. Like, the, what, what worries me a little bit in a PPR league, he had six targets in week one, which did not make any sense, and we weren't expecting it at all, but he averaged 10 yards per catch, 10 yards per caught them all. Um, he's caught every pass that's been thrown to him this year. He has two targets in his last two games. Uh, Rivers threw 46 passes in week one. He has thrown mm-hmm. 25, 21, and 29 since. Right. Still low but, for Taylor, but right. partially if, explaining it. And I, I think we probably expect him to be closer to 30 than 45 the rest of the year, Rivers. Yep, absolutely. So if he's catching one to two passes per game, that does make it very difficult to be a top 15 PPR running back. All righty. How about, um, I think that's it for Bylow's. We already covered a lot of the names I wanted to get to. Sell high or no thanks, guy. Devontae Parker. And I say this with Tua Tagovailoa in mind. Devontae Parker. Sell high or no thanks? Don't. I'm tired of this. Why? I'm tired of this. Too, like, I don't know if Tua is going to be better or than Ryan Fitzpatrick or not. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not some really good quarterback that we have to worry about like losing that type of greatness. He's a good, he's good for Parker though. I think the lack of run game, regardless of quarterback is good for Parker. So I'm, I'm not worried about Tua, and I'd like to hold on to Parker. Okay. So that's a no. And maybe Tua is terrible. Like I'm not saying that he's definitely going to be good. No, I don't think he's going to be terrible. Like it, I, I just think like the, you're not buying. That's a fine. You're not buying the narrative. You say no thanks, guy. Okay. Um, I, yeah. Devin Singletary and Ronald Jones is now the time to sell these guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be happy to do that. Would you take? Would you trade them for Zach Ertz? Singletary and Jones. Yeah, I would definitely chain, trade Jones for Ertz if I don't have a tight end. Yep. He would have to be my fourth running back, though. Or I'd have to have three other running backs I felt good about. I just don't yeah. know that Zach Ertz is going to be a difference maker. Uh, Mark Andrews is on pace for 80 targets. Hmm. In the last five seasons, there have been three tight ends in non-PPR and two tight ends in PPR to finish top five with less than 100 targets. One of them was Andrews last year. He had 95, 98 targets in 15 games. He is currently on pace for 80 targets. Do you think Mark Andrews in any way is a sell high? Yeah, I do. Oh. Um, and that's spicy. But like part of the thing with Mark Andrews for me was the Ravens are going to throw more this year. And so his regression won't hurt as bad because there will be more volume there. And that is clearly not happened so far. I would like to see what someone would give me in addition to Zach Hurts. What someone would give me in addition to Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Um, in addition to Jonu Smith. Like it would have to be a lot. But I I would like to see what someone would like. I don't think it's a one for one tight end deal. Right. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll take a starter upgrade. Yeah. Um, Apple podcast questions from Allen and Austin. I have Kareem Hunt, Austin Eckler, and Josh Kelly, Moss, White, Mostert. Should I trade Kareem Hunt for Christian McCaffrey? So then he would have Eckler and Kelly, James White, Raheem Mostert to start, and uh, and Zach Moss. Just like it doesn't really matter who your other running backs are, I don't think. Um, I would rather have Christian McCaffrey than Kareem Hunt with the idea that Kareem Hunt's going to really probably only be better one of those weeks. Okay. And they'll be similar for four or five weeks. And then McCaffrey will be much better down the stretch when Chubb's back. All right. From PJ, dear Bob, Linda, Tina, Gene, and Luis. It's Bob's Burgers. Great show. Hmm. I drafted Greg Zerline. But all Dak does is throw TDs. Should I hold on? Should I move on or hold tight to Greg? Hold the Zerline. What Heath answer? <laughs> hold the Zerline. Okay. From Q and Raleigh, grade the trade in PPR. I give up Beckham, Melvin Gordon, and Philip Lindsay. Beckham, Gordon, and Lindsay for Adams, Drake, and Akers. Nice. I think. 
B. A minus. From Shoot It Straight, Fantasy Cops. I had someone I was playing drop a player from their bench on Monday morning after they played on Sunday, then picked up a player from Monday night's game to substitute into their lineup after a player they were planning on playing was ruled out. Cool or not so much? You can't do that. Shraggy B allows it. That's the whole thing. I love love having Shraggy B on the show. (laughs) Adam, you're right. That's dumb. It's not cool. I don't know why your settings are set up that way, but you play by the rules that are put in front of you. I just prefer to have integrity in life. That's all. That's not true true at all. (laughs) Yahoo Fantasy has a lot of users. Yahoo Fantasy has this as their default, as does NFL. Really? So if, if you play on one of those sites, you can do this. It's another thing. This is a big strategy for Monday Night Football. If you have a guy you're going to drop, you, terrible guy, you're going to drop him on Tuesday. Drop him on Monday for a handcuff on Monday night. Even if that if guy already played up, on Sunday. That's wild. Yeah. That's if wild. that's the rule, but, and that's the default. Yeah, that's that's bad, and I don't like it, but if that's the rule... It'd be, you'd be you'd be really silly to not take advantage of it. Dear uh, from Marty Mar eighty six. Uh, I lost Saquon and Eckler, so gray the trade. Give up Diggs for David Johnson and Devin Singletary. Uh, he's left with CD Lamb, DJ Moore, and AJ Brown. Desperate at running back, so he gave up Diggs and got David Johnson and Devin Singletary. Hmm. In- because of context, I'll give you a B minus. Yeah, and 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 bless your heart for losing losing Saquon Barkley and Austin Eckler and continuing to play. Yeah, good for you. And you have AJ Brown and DJ and DJ Moore, so that also sucks. Yeah, we'll we'll give that trade a passing grade though. From Mark, grade the trade. Give give up give, give Beckham, give up Beckham, and get Michael Gallup. <laughs> that's the ultimate sell high buy low, and that's an F. <laughs> F. Minus from Ultra Funky, grade uh, the trade. I'm sorry, just a regular F. I apologize. You know what? Ultra Funky gets this music. Grade the trade. Give Chubb and Hunt and Kelly. Get so give the Browns running backs and Josh Kelly. Get Clyde Edwards Elair and Deontay Johnson. Oh yeah. I think I'd rather get Chubb. Okay. <laughs> don't know that you needed I'll, to I'll say it that them. way. The Chubb side. <laughs> the Chubb side. Yep. Okay. Um, from Robert. Grade the trade. Give up James Robinson and Michael Gallup and Ben Roethlisberger. I do not like this trade very much. Get Deshaun Watson and Kenyon Drake. James Robinson, Gallup, and Roethlisberger for Watson and Drake. Nope. Nope. No, nope. thank you. D. D minus. Mm, it's an F. All right, hold yep. on one second. Let me see if I can find these trade emails I got. All right, these are emails. FantasyFootballCBSI.com from Daniel. Should I trade Kareem Hunt for Clyde edwards Elair? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have Hunt for the next six weeks, but yeah, probably. From Mike, would you trade either DK Metcalf or Juju Smith-Schuster for George Kittle? Yes. I'd trade Juju for sure. Either would just take... Like, I'd rather have DK, so try to trade Juju first, but the guy says, no, I don't want Juju, I want DK. Okay. Yeah. From Nick, just offered, uh, just got offered DeAndre Hopkins for my James Robinson and Chris Godwin. Should I pull the trigger? No. I would not. And David Flint, I was just offered Lamar Jackson for my James Conner. I already have Dak Prescott. Would you accept this trade? My other running backs are Robinson, Kamara, Murray, Ingram, and Snell. Would not. I just got a trade offer from Jamie Eisenberg. Oh. Can, would you tell me if I should do this trade? I'm sure. already going to say no, but let's hear. In the Dynasty League, where I'm considering burning the whole thing down, mm-hmm. I was offered Michael Gallup, a first round pick, a fourth round pick, and a sixth round pick. These are all rookie picks. So a first, fourth, and sixth, and Michael Gallup for Derrick Henry. Um, yeah. Well, Jamie has a pretty good team usually, right? So that's a late first round pick. It's a late first for sure. Yeah, I would counter. Try I think to get he's a, fifth in the league right now, but he's probably going to be a, a top three, or it's probably a probably pick ten through fourteen. I don't know. 
I don't know that Michael Gallup will ever have a year better than Derrick Henry. I would no. I don't think I'd do it. I think no. Okay. Try to get two firsts for Derrick Henry. I I would like to acquire Michael. Like it is a good time to say I would like to acquire Michael Gallup in dynasty leagues. I think he is very good, and there's a chance that one of Cooper or Lamb has something happen to them this year, and Michael Gallup's all of a sudden a top twenty receiver again. Yeah, I would like to acquire him in in redraft leagues. To be quite honest with you, I don't think he's going to be consistent, but I do think that uh, there's a lot better production to come. He plays all he plays like 85 percent of the snaps for the fastest paced offense one of the highest scoring teams with one of the worst defenses there's got to be better production coming i'm super interested to see how many passes Dak throws this week um yeah me too against that vaunted giants run defense you might have to right all right we're out of here before we go adam yeah yeah kyle allen named starter do we care wow is it bad for mclaurin is it good for mclaurin I think Kyle Allen might be worth worse than Dwayne Haskins. But Kyle Allen supported DJ Moore as a top 12 wide receiver last year. So I'm tired of all this I don't breaking think it matters. News. I'm really I don't no more breaking news, okay? No more breaking news. Oh no. What? I just uh, Someone just tweeted me a picture of Patrick Mahomes and Stefan Gilmore hugging. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Okay, we're out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for listening. Long show today. Hope it was helpful. Talk to you tomorrow with Starter Sit for the AFC Home Games.